All right, everyone, and welcome back to the Business of Fitness podcast. I'm your host, Jason Kleep, and on today's episode, we have Matt De La Valle, who is our Chief Fitness Officer at NC Fit Overseas Training throughout the organization. And today, we discuss this idea of trainer education, where we're currently at, where we're going at NC Fit, and ideas that we have for the industry and also for other owners. We hope you enjoy this episode. If you do, please make sure to rate it, review it, share it. And let us know if there's any type of subjects that you might be interested in and Matt and I could dive into it. Now, I hope you and your family's doing well and let's dive into an amazing episode with MDV. Let's go. All right, so MDV, we're at NC Fit Campbell and we were just talking about trainer education. And I think one of the you know, as of recently um, in the fitness space, things have been shook up a little bit mm-hmm. and there's been some affiliates who have decided to de-affiliate. There have been some athletes who decided not to attend the games mm-hmm. and there's some, um, you know, there's a few things that people are asking questions about. And one of the biggest questions that I've been receiving is, you know, the L1, the L2, the L3, L4 were phenomenal certifications and training for, for, um, for coaches. Mm-hmm. And so what does that mean for the future? Because if you decide to unaffiliate or if you decide to no longer be a part of uh, this fitness movement, what happens to those L1s yeah. that you worked so hard for? Yeah. And then what does the future of training look like? And I want to talk about what we're doing at NC Fit, for sure. but I also want to lay the framework of like, hey man, a lot of us worked really hard for these certifications. Are they just all like nullified and yeah. done? Yeah. So it's a really uh, interesting and valuable conversation. I think, you know, in addition to the kind of tumultuous nature of what's going on in the fitness space right now, you know, we're also 10 plus weeks into, you know, this COVID-19 thing where a lot of gyms around the world have been closed for most of the time. You know, we see a lot of gyms uh, starting to reopen now, but I'm sure during that 10 weeks, you had a lot of trainers questioning what they're doing, why they're doing it, you know, whether or not the education that they went out and got there was worth its while. And, you know, how do you handle moving forward? So, you know, I think it's a really, really interesting and valid discussion. You and I both worked for CrossFit seminar staff or the seminar staff team for uh, a while. And, you know, I think that that education system is amazing. And their certifications and certificate courses are, are really well done. The staff that works for them are very, very talented. So uh, it's a good lead into for us to say that any education that you've earned any education, in my opinion, that you've gone out there and, and was hard fought for you, where you put in time, you put in effort, you put in the reps to go get it, that is still valuable. No matter what's going on, that the courses that you took, the seminars that you attended, the weekends that you went out there and put yourself out on the line with other participants and you got to know people, understand concepts, see repetition, uh, learn a thing or two and take those skills onto the floor, I still think that's hugely, hugely valuable. Um, And I know a lot of people are looking at it and going, hey, did I waste money or is this something that I shouldn't have done? Uh, No matter what you do in your life, you always have that. You have that experience, and I think it's going to serve you well. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I'll remember the first time I took my level two, and I had just competed at the games, and I, I don't I did okay. And <laughs> like, no, this was like 09 or whatever it was. And I go oh, the year I, after you yeah, won. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I go to this uh, level two, and Savon is filming me the entire time. I'm mic'd up. Yeah. And I am like overly nervous. Because remember the old school level two, it was um, more practical in nature. So yeah. you had the group and you'd be like, all right, guys, I'm going to teach you a squat. Let me demo it. And then blah, 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 blah. And I just, 
you know, at the end of the weekend, basically you have a pass or a fail. Mm-hmm. And I failed my first time. Mm-hmm. I ended up coming back, working really hard and ended up passing it and then got Good on seminar you. staff and whatever. Um, actually, the same thing happened with my level three. I failed my first time mm. and I ended up going back, taking it and, and doing it again. And looking back on that, I didn't have to get my level two. I didn't have to get my level three. I got my level three when we had already had 10 locations at NC Fit, right? Yeah. But, but I did it because I wanted to test myself. I wanted to, I wanted to improve. And through those failures, it, it, um, it made a lasting impact on me, specifically sure. level two, because I learned to be calm, cool, and I put in the work to then get past it. And looking back on that, those weren't wasted hours, yeah. right? Do I fly around holding up my <laughs> certification? No. But those were times that I became better as a human and I, I gained education that I would then use on the floor for the next 10 years. And for anybody who got their level one, level two, and they're in their mind, they're thinking it was nothing, ex- nothing but beneficial. I mean, I think they're, they're missing the mark there. They're missing the big picture of why you go to these things in the first place. Yeah. You know, you, how many years did you spend at law school? Uh, well, law school was three years. <laughs> so I went all, <laughs> I went all the way through it, graduated, yeah, so, yeah, took the bar, so, all so, that kind of good so stuff. So three years, right? Yeah. Your, three years of your life was dedicated yep. to law school. Yes. And you basically practiced law for like a month. The shortest amount of time that you could be a lawyer, yeah. Yeah. And so looking back on that, you got to ask yourself, man, not only the money, but the time and this, but I imagine there's super valuable things that you yeah. learn through those experiences that you're taking with you for the rest of your life. And that's the exact same thing we're talking about here with these certifications. Just, you know. Yeah, for sure. Even so in my case, even though I don't use quote unquote, use my law degree every day to practice law, there's a tremendous amount of skills and education that I pulled from that, whether it's practical education or education in relationships or, you know, more traditional education. How do you take large amounts of data and give more concise solutions? So yeah, that, that degree is really, really valuable. And it's, it's done amazing things for me. And it's introduced me to amazing people in a lot of ways. I think the level one, the level two does a lot of the same things for people. Maybe not to the same degree as like a law degree would do, but like, you know, you're going out there, you're meeting people, you're forming lasting relationships. You're, you're taking concepts now that might've been just like loose in your mind. Yeah, I kind of understand this stuff. And now you're able to now explain it to other people and introduce them to it and show them the beauty of fitness. And I think that that is the most powerful thing that comes out of this stuff. Not necessarily the fact that you have this certificate that hangs on your wall or, you know, you have this rank next to your name and the emails that you send. That stuff doesn't matter to me. And I, I think that anybody who's also sitting there and going, well, I only have an L1. That's fine. Some of the best trainers in the world just have their L1 and they go out there and they take that education that they earn there and they turn it into life-changing experiences for hundreds of millions of people on the floor because you impact one person, that person goes and impacts somebody else. So, you know, it doesn't matter what level of education you earn. It doesn't matter that you might not think right now that you're using it to its fullest extent. It's all valuable stuff. And you can still use it no matter where you go, no matter what you do in life. Yeah. The best way that I described it, someone asked me like, hey, you know, I mean, because I've dedicated my life to a lot of this stuff. And they said, you know, if you went to, so I went to a school called Santa Cruz University. Mm. And if you found out that Santa Cruz University maybe didn't necessarily align with your core values, would that change your degree at all? I'd say no, because I don't ever lean on that degree in the sense like, oh, I went to this school. 
I lean on it for the relationships that I made, for the education that I developed, and the ability that I learned how to work with other people mm-hmm. collaboratively. And those things have pay- played very well for me in business. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this was a long-winded way of saying that for any of you who are out there in thinking that because of some recent activity in the fitness space that your certifications or courses weren't valuable, I think you should reframe it in your head and stop thinking so much about getting a level one, level two, level three, and start thinking about what foundation has this given me that I've been able to catapult from, from the relationships to the better understanding, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Once you reframe it, there's a lot of positive from it. Mm-hmm. And, um, but that doesn't change the fact that for gyms who decided to unaffiliate or for athletes or members who decide to no longer be in connection, what does that mean for the future is a really, is a really great, yeah. great topic to dive into because for many years and ourself included, right? We rebranded years ago. We still utilized um, the CrossFit um, trainer courses because we, we, not only do we teach them ourselves, but we believed in them. They're yeah. great products and they still are, yeah. right? And, and I think that's really important to get across. But if we want to move forward and be on our own path, and, and we've said that for a variety of reasons, mm-hmm. Included in that for NC Fit is the training and certification process, mm-hmm. right? Because we can't say, hey, we have our own mission, our own vision, our own core values. Our training methodology looks like this. Oh, but we're not going to have any protocol for training our coaches. So mm-hmm. what does that look like for us moving forward? Because maybe other owners could start thinking in a similar fashion. Because I imagine some of these guys are deaffiliating, but there's going to be this weird kind of time where they're not in, but they are in. It's going to be kind of mm-hmm. weird. I So first of all, let me just echo the L1, the L2, the L3, like we've said, like amazingly valuable are still going to be amazingly valuable courses. I'm going to always encourage people to go out there and get as much education as they can. You know, go to the L1, go to Precision Nutrition, go to OPEX, go get your CSCS, go get your NASM, go do all these things and get as much as you can while being financially responsible. Don't put yourself in crazy debt doing it, but go out there and be a sponge. And most of all, go out there and get your reps on the floor because that, you know, we were having another conversation before we started this, getting your reps on the floor is probably the best way to magnify the education that you've got and really take it to the next level. You know, people who go out there and just study, study, study and get courses and get certificates and then never apply it, you can be a great technician in your head, but it doesn't mean shit if you can't go out there and apply it practically, right? And that is really how we at NC Fit are going to focus our education sh- courses. And, and the way that we approach it is going to be much more of a practical application of our concepts in regard to fitness, of our concepts in regard to health, and our concepts regarding what movements we feel are core in in what we do on the floor every single day, and uh, opening the aperture for coaches to experience more movements in a teaching environment. How do you introduce it? How do you break it down? Where do you stand? Where do you look? What are you focusing on? What are the major elements of sound mechanical performance for this movement? How do you spot the different flaws in the movement? And then how do you best go about corrective strategies for those things? And, you know, I think that other courses certainly touch on that. But you're really learning about your own movement in the L1. And, and, you know, they're very upfront about that. That's exactly what it is. You go out there and you experience it for yourself and you watch. But it's, it's, very, it's a very personal experience. And, and what we will do is we certainly want to have people understand and know how they move. But 
we want them to understand and know how other people move and how to give members and athletes meaningful feedback to help that member move more safely, move better, and then have a better overall experience. So, you know, for us at NC Fit, and, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to open the gym coming on 12 years here in like a month from now. And like you said, being in the trenches, we've learned so much. Mm. Like we're not just, you know, we're, we're owning and operating locations and coaching classes and you could learn a lot from your members and from your staff. And so I guess my question for you right now is what are we currently providing our coaches? Mm. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is not to pitch NC fit. It's to, it's to share with other owners that they should be thinking about similar things because this is what we've been thinking about yeah. for years and now we need to even do better is I guess where yeah. I'm going. So I first want to start off by saying, what are we currently doing to help our coaches learn, develop, and grow? And then, and then after you answer, I will piggyback that by sure. saying, what, is, wh what are we going to do to do better? Because yeah. right now we're doing good, but we need to do better. For sure. So like you said before, you know, for a lot of years, we explicitly would tell our trainers or any trainers who walked into our gyms who came to us and said, hey, where do I go to find out about, you know, the air squat, the push press, all, all these other things? And we go, hey, go take the L1. That's the best thing in the world right now. Like, go and get it. And uh, like I said, I think we're still going to be saying, hey, you know what? If you wanted to, if you want to experience what they're doing, go and get it. Um, you know, for us right now, um, we haven't launched our, our courses yet. So we're still in the ideation phase on how we're thinking about putting it all together and building out our course manual and how is it going to look for the participants and, and how do they experience what we're going to offer. What we do right now for our current staff is we take what is that kernel of knowledge and we expand upon it. And we are really meticulous about making sure that our staff knows how to take the materials and implement them on the floor and take our concepts, the things that we view as being seminal to running a great class experience and our core values and our mission and make it the experience that everybody gets when they walk through the doors at NC Fit. And that's really important. And we do that through our culture and we do that also through our different levels of feedback and our professional development for our trainers. So we've talked a lot before about feedback within our organization. It's really, really important for us. We have two main layers of feedback. We have an informal layer, which means at NC Fit, we talk about the craft of coaching all the time. You and I were just talking about coaching before we started this podcast. Every single day that you're interacting with another trainer, you should be talking about what you guys do on the floor. On top of that, that's the base. You have to have that informal layer. We also have formal feedback loops. So we have observation and feedback with our trainers. So we literally have lead trainers or head coaches that will watch our staff and make sure that they're, uh, or excuse me, going through the evaluation form and giving them a formal evaluation on their performance. In addition to all those things, the layers of professional development that we have, we do summits and seminars, we, get, we do coaches meetings, we have monthly field notes that go out, and of course, we have all the materials that go into the NC Fit Collective, and the most important part, in my opinion, are the session plans and the coach videos that go out to our staff around the world every single day. It's essentially like a professional periodical. It's something that our coaches who consider themselves professionals read every day and they get an understanding of the movements, how they're combined, 
how to implement them, why to implement them, how to scale them, what's the stimulus, what are the scaling options. And they're taking, even if they don't apply that knowledge directly that day, if they read it and they let it kind of settle on their mind, it's going to live there and you're going to be able to pull from it at some point. And if you watch the videos that we put out there, we just filmed 28 coach and athlete videos today that will go out for uh, one of our weeks upcoming of, of programming. If you watch those videos, you're getting better every single video that you watch. So we are really relentless when it comes to the daily education and the daily investment in what our trainers are doing to improve themselves. It's not just, hey, listen, I'm going to take this course, whether it's the L1 or whether it's the whatever NC Fit comes out with, and that's the end of your education. That cannot be the case. It's everything else that we're doing is really the most important part. Yeah. And I just want to kind of second what you just said. It's everything else that we're doing that's the most important part. So for those owners out there who just went through um, this concept of, oh, I'm going to de-affiliate, mm -hmm. right? The first step that you need to start thinking about is sitting down and talking about who you are. We just did a podcast. Our last podcast was actually about this idea of rebranding and finding yourself and things of that nature. So if you haven't checked out that episode, please do. But in regards to this episode, regards into trainer education, you know, every owner out there should be thinking about what type of tools can they provide their coaches to put the best product on the floor. And for those of you who have owned opera uh, gyms for years, you know that it's not as simple as taking a certificate course of any type. It has to be um, something that they're reading, developing, growing every day. And that's what we try and put out through the NC Fit Collective. So if you're not a part of the NC Fit Collective, obviously we'd love for you to check mm -hmm. it out. But we also recommend for you to create it on your own, mm -hmm. right? Sit down, think about, okay, what is the workout? It's uh, 15, 12, 9 of whatever. Let me think about what is that? What's the timeline look like? What's the scaling option? How do I provide value for our coaches that every day it's used as a coaching development tool? That's our initial framework that we've been building for years. And we recommend that for any owner. Please think through that as a daily tool for your coaches to look at so they can continue to develop. But moving on from there, these are our daily tools, right? So we're saying, hey, this is the workout. We've tested the workout. We've done these videos. We're now distributing this information to our coaches. That's a prerequisite for the day for the coaching. Mm -hmm. But in addition to that, we want to dive deeper, right? And we want to be in control of the, the messaging there. So what does it look like? We, we've done okay, but how do we get better? How do we, how do we put the best trainers globally on the floor with an education system, in your opinion? What, what are we missing, and how are we going to do it in the future? There are a lot of layers to that question. Um, let, me, let me just go back really quickly because um, these, these gyms and these coaches who have stepped away, uh, I think it's really important for you guys out there to define what you all personally stand for in fitness and health. And you can do it without using terminology that is proprietary, yep. with, without stealing somebody else's stuff. You can, you can be about some shit in fitness and health, and that is enough for your members and for your coaches. What are your beliefs? What's your mission? What's your vision? What are your core values? And then how do you get it done? Those things for your coaches and for your members are really, really important. 
And um, I would encourage everybody to go through that process in their, in their heads and then put it down on paper. And, you know, over the years, we've been doing this for a very long time. We've been putting our thoughts down on paper, what it looks like, what are, what's our mission, what's our vision, what are our core values? How do we think about fitness? How do we think about health? How do we explain those things to members? Yeah, we just re-upped, uh, we just are editing ours actually currently, right? Yeah, yeah, and we, re- and and we go through I an annual exercise. I core values. MDV came up with this concept of incorporating our core values based on our name. Mm-hmm. So it's NC fit, and then each, like the N represents something, C fit, et cetera. Um, we should do an episode on, on that coming up actually. For sure, I would love to walk through that stuff. You know, I think that, those are really powerful exercises to do, you know, both personally and as, as a team. You know, if you have a personal mission and vision statement, I think that those can be really powerful. Same thing with your team. But, but then <clears throat> putting it into action, making sure that you're taking steps, not just to have these grand ideas on paper or these fluffy words, but really going out there and living it. And, and that's really the most important thing when you're trying to build a culture and you're trying to be something special is that, you as the leader are reflecting what those core values are and your coaches are then on the team with you and everybody's marching to the same beat and then the members take their cues from you guys and they all become enwrapped in what's going on and fired up to be there and it it doesn't need to be the same old thing that uh, you know we were all doing and it, it can be something new and it can be something that's unique to you guys you know to answer your question more directly about like how how are we going out there on the floor and making sure that we're creating the best possible trainers I think it, it comes down to making sure that the education that we create not only is it very 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 practical that once you are taking the course and once you are going through all the materials that not only are you getting a theoretical understanding of what's going on, but you're getting a practical understanding. That's my main knock on law school. Well, and give me a better, so sorry, keep going. And then, and then per- perhaps you could provide an example of what you're talking about. Sure, sure. My, my main knock on law school is that law school is mostly based in theory. That means you're going to read a lot of cases. You're going to read a lot of stuff about what happened, how, how these murders were committed, and then how the cases were tried, and then why the court reasoned this way, right? But that teaches you nothing about how to be a lawyer. It teaches you how to think like a lawyer, right? And I think where the level one is so beautiful is that it's a tremendous education platform to help you think like a trainer. It plants seeds, right? The kernel of knowledge. But I, I want to, and you want to, I know, want to go the next level. And I, we want to make sure that people know how to go out there and be coaches on the floor, walk through the threshold of the door every single day, walk up to the whiteboard and be able to present the material in a meaningful way and knock people's socks off. And not maybe right away. You know, everybody starts off as being a crappy coach their first, <laughs> their first yeah, few yeah, months or yeah. years. But you get repetitions and you get better. But we want to better prepare everybody who takes our course for that day one and then all those consecutive days after that, that you are going to speed up the process of understanding how do you practically apply this stuff. So I thought the law school example was really well done. Um, Obviously, I haven't gone to law school, but I can imagine what Mm -hmm. you're talking about. It's kind of the same way it works in business, right? People say, you know, I read a lot of business cases, but it's a big difference when you're actually in the middle of a business negotiation. For sure. Right? Like it's a big, you know. Um, but anyways, we, we, we talk about the product on the floor because that's the practical application. 
mm-hmm. right? You could, you could read all the books you want, but if you can't perform a good class and if you just turn the music on, turn the clock on, you're not going to gain members that way. Mm-hmm. Every day we have the session plans and the programming that, that work for our coaches to deliver the best class. But my question for you would be then, assuming you want to make this more practical in nature from a, from a um, seminar perspective, from, a, from an education perspective, not a daily education, but a one-time education, mm-hmm. what would you do different? What would you add? So we're, we're figuring all that out right now. And I, I don't have all the answers in front of me. But what I would do is I would take the experience that I have, the experience that you have, the experience that the other people on our team have, and we would literally go through minute by minute, how do you run an effective class? And how do you break a class down? How are you thinking about pre-class? How are you thinking about intro? How are you thinking about the transition from intro to warm-up? What are you thinking about in your warm-ups? What are you doing? And same thing, what are you thinking about in your intros? Depending on the type of class, how are you doing it? How might you do it differently? How are you taking people through the warm-up in a way that gets them ready for the workout that's meaningful, that transfers some skills and some knowledge and moves them through a full range of motion? How do you make the warm-up creative and dynamic? How do, you, how do you engage during that time period? How do you transition into the teaching portion elegantly? How do you do that? How do you get people from a warm-up environment to say, all right, now I got to have them go over and grab barbells and set them up in a teaching structure? How do you do that? How do you set them up in the room based on the movements, based on the workout? How do you do it based on the loading? From there, if there is some sort of loading or lift, how do you build them up? How do you think about how am I going to get them to that point that they need to start their sets? Or let's say you have a number in mind, you're going to go build to a heavy double. What's the loading look like? How do you guide that time into the workout? Same deal and so on and so on. Being much more meticulous and exact on unlocking the knowledge that we all have from years and years and years of thousands of repetitions and letting people kind of tap into our psyche, our brain, what are we thinking about? And we are going to be very explicit that this is not going to be the only way that you can do things. There's a million ways to do things. It's beautiful. That's why I love this stuff so much. We just have a really great way that is tested and true and we know works because we've messed it up so many times. We've all gone out there on the floor and coached lemons and be like, wow, that didn't work that day. That intro went over. Wow, I ended up being five minutes over in class. I probably went too long in my warm-up based on the workout for today. I shouldn't have done that. All those kinds of things that you learn through experience, and there's a tremendous value learning them through experience, can be taught. We can enlighten people on that. And people are still going to make mistakes. They're still going to go out there and, and do or say things that force them into a position where they have to react or the class now becomes something that it shouldn't have or you know you blow your timeline or whatever but we want to reduce the margins of error want to take them when they're way out here I've got my arms wide right now and and I'm going to try to pull them into a much more narrow lane so that now people go all right I know that I probably shouldn't do this because it's going to lead to x y or z want to give people that narrower margin of error yeah, I see exactly where you're going with this. I mean, it is in combination with all the tools we're already providing. Yes. What we need to remember is that every day we're providing the tools that you just talked about, but we're doing it on a more micro scale, right? What you're talking about is a big picture. Like, let's talk about these major themes for, I mean, for hours, right? Let's talk about this and let's really get into it. Yeah, it's, it's going to be deep in detail, but it's also access. It, uh, that's another major thing, like... Whatever we come up with, it's really important to me that 
this is accessible for people and accessible in regards to, well, we'll talk about cost at some point, I'm sure. But it also, how are they consuming this? Where are they consuming it? And what are the different methods or modes of education that we're using to help people learn? And the learning environment has changed. You know, I think that the way we learned 20 years ago is vastly different from the way we learned 10 years ago, vastly different from the way we learn now. And where we are going to step in, and this is something that's really important to me, is I, I want us to be on the cutting edge of how people are learning and consuming information. And I think that there's a beautiful way that we can do that and give people what they need and want to go out there and be a good coach and then work yourself into a great coach. Yeah, I love that. And so what would the advice be? Obviously, at NC Fit, you know, we've decided to chart our own course. Um, you know, uh, we've came out with the partner program. We've been pretty, I don't want to say vocal about it. We've just shared like, hey, we're going in this path. And, you know, if you want to join us, yeah. we'd love to have you. But for gyms who don't want to join us, and that's, and that's fine too, right? We're all good. What would you say is the recommendation if you were going to um, unaffiliate? Mm-hmm. What would you, your solution be from an education perspective? I mean, do you think that each one of them needs to then create their own thing that we're talking about? Or do you think that their recommendation could be, hey, look, we might have unaffiliated, but we still believe that all these courses are super valuable. Go get that education. And by the way, I'm going to give you what we're about over here. How does that work? Yeah. Because you're saying you don't want to be a part of something. And this is where we were struggling with for years, right? Is we, we rebranded, but we still kind of looked at the um, L1, L2, L3. So now I'm glad that we've kind of been progressing on our own way. But what happens to a gym owner who is kind of right in the middle? Yeah. I'm curious. So on, <clears throat> on the education side first, uh, the education is still valuable. Uh, you know, I, I would still tell my trainers, go out there, go get the NC Fit education. Go out there and get the level one. Go out there and experience e, uh, e. C. Sinkowski's new um, nutrition, yeah, yeah. nutrition uh, yeah. course. Uh, you know, go out there and see what they're doing over in, uh, you know, whoever else is out Thunder there. Thunderbro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all good stuff, you know. Um, it's still good education, like we started off this this podcast. So just real, the, where you got to be careful is you shouldn't take the education and then go and implement it and say you're implementing it without paying to implement it. That's where this gets dicey on the like, hey, I'm not an affiliate, but I'm going to go out there and say I'm, my, all my trainers are L1 certificate holders and you know, we're still going out there and saying we're doing this and we preach this in our fundamentals course. That I think is, that you shouldn't do that. And I wouldn't want people to do that with our stuff either. You know, the stuff that we're going to put out from a fitness perspective, from a health perspective, from a programming perspective, you know, you got to do what's right there. Um, In regards to what you need to do as a a business owner uh, is a little like, uh, what's it called in law school? Uh, CYA, cover your ass, right? You got to talk to your insurance company. You got to be aware of like, what what are the needs of your insurance company in running and managing a fitness location where you have the health and safety of your members in the guidance of a person who may or may not now have a certificate from another organization and getting an understanding of what certificate do these guys need to hold? What do I need to be aware of? Are there any rules and regulations just in case anybody gets hurt? Do I need to say X, Y, or Z? That is really important as well. So like you have to go down that path. 
Um, I'm kind of, I kind of got <laughs> a no, little no, no. sidetracked. No, I like that, Pat. So uh, just to kind of yeah. finish up that thought, from a accreditation perspective and a legal perspective, you know, from a regulation perspective in the fitness space, um, you know, there's a few kind of like, um, is it ANSI? Uh, the, so CrossFit became accredited, right? Through ANSI. Through ANSI. But I think the fitness space from a regulation perspective doesn't require them to go through any type of ANSI, like these accreditation processes. You could create your own model. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that, I mean, we, we need to look deeper, deeper, deeper. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I know just enough about this to be dangerous, which usually means I'm not going to comment on it. Uh, but what I would say is the best thing to do is talk to your insurance company and go, hey, listen, this is the situation. We used to be this. Now we're going forward is this. What happens if X, Y, or Z? Right. And uh, you might be fine. They might say, hey, you don't need any uh, certs or certificates. Or they might say to you, hey, listen, it really helps because, you know, if somebody falls down, the way that the uh, courts in our state usually lean is if your trainer has these certificates, you know, whatever, X, Y, or Z. But it usually comes down to negligence, waiver, recklessness, all that kind of stuff when we're talking about injury. So, um, do your due diligence. Do your due diligence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do your due and, diligence. And so kind of to wrap up this up, um, when it comes to the, the trainer education, I think it's really important to recognize that nothing has been wasted and everything can be gained. Yes. Right? A great way to sum it up. And, you know, again, I, I, I beat myself up and I was, I was at my dad's house and I was just beating myself up. I'm like, man, I wish I knew what I know now when we started this company. We would be light years ahead, Right. But through those experiences, yeah. it, it, it opened my eyes to things. And even if someone had said these things to you back in the day, you need to go through the process, learn, grow, and develop. And every single seminar, every single interaction, every single class you take, there's something there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we were talking about um, the location of headquarters, right, before this conversation. And you had mentioned one of the, one of the worst things we ever did in the company's history was have our headquarters not in a physical gym location, right? Like had an office that was really close by to the gyms, but you know, you felt unauthentic every time you walked in there, but you wouldn't have known that unless you experienced it, right? Yeah. It's the very same thing with education, right? Like you can go out there and garner all these certificates and get all these degrees, but you really don't know about these things until you go out there and experience them and have some wins and take some L's. And then you learn from all that stuff and eventually you put it together. And the beauty of all that is that once you reach a certain level, you're now able to share all those experiences and help people go along the path a little bit easier and learn from your mistakes and learn how to do things in a way that is effective, efficient, and really elegant. And that's what we want to do with our, our trainer courses. So, yeah, I love that. Just compile the different knowledge that we've learned in the trenches and share with others. So sure. look, we hope that everybody continues to rise the tides, MDV and I, and everybody at NC fit. We're on a mission to, um, try and provide as much value as possible. If there's a podcast that you, um, are interested in us discussing, please let us know. Hit us up at The Collective. Hit us up on uh, social media. And uh, as per always, if you've enjoyed this episode, would love it if you could screenshot it, rate it, review it, share it, and uh, let us know what you thought. But uh, MBV, let's keep getting it. Let's go. All right, guys. Have a good one.